0: Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Radio America. We're going to be looking into um, how to transform the student's motivation to learn. Uh, This is an article put out by the National Association of Independent Schools. And we're going to uh, do a little um, history lessons. We're not going to get into the new segment uh, today. Uh, We're looking at mindsets, the mindsets, very important about the mindsets and achievements So let's expand on this uh, study they had conducted. Uh, This is an exciting time for our brains. More and more research is showing that our brains change constantly with learning and experience and that this takes place throughout our lives. So this is an excerpt from um, from the National Association of Independent Schools. Um, This thing this was from 2006, but it's fascinating nonetheless. Uh, so I'm gonna continue reading right off this whatever Okay, so the implication of for the students motivation and learning. What is it? Um, in my research and collaboration with my graduate students, we have shown that students In that what students have believed about their brains So it's like about belief before like it's a mindset about your beliefs about how you train your brain uh, for life whether they see their intelligence as something that's fixed or something that can grow and change. And this profound effects on their motivation, like what's their motivations. So we're gonna break, break down the learning and the school achievement has profound effects on different belief systems, mindsets, create different psychological worlds, right? And it's all encompassing, so get this. Um, so one which students are afraid of challenges because of potential devastating setbacks, and they're devastated by setbacks. Seeing the student which relishes challenges, are resilient in the face of setbacks. So we have got like two systems going on, um, and this is I'm gonna pause this like real quick, and check this out. You got to relish challenges and be resilient in the face of setbacks. This is called a growth mindset. There's fixed mindset, and there's like a, fixed abilities. Makes uh, sense right so far Um, So how do these mindsets work? How are our mindsets communicated to students and most important can they be changed as We answer these questions. You will understand why so many students do not achieve do not achieve um, their potential why so many bright students stop working when school becomes challenging and why stereotypes have have such profound effects on students achievements So this is like my generation, like this is like no child left behind kind of like system. Um, Get this, how about the stereotypes of like, okay, this is the good student, this is the bad student. And they're pegged for that, like for the rest of their academic careers. Um, It's all about mindsets. It's actually harming their motivation to learn. So that's why I was like, this makes sense up to a point where it says, uh, as we answer these questions, you will understand why so many students and so on, right? We got to understand where it started. You also learned how to praise, and how praise can have a negative effect on students' mindsets, harming their motivation to learn. So everybody that got a participation trophy. Everybody gets like a certification that says you participated. You're like a classmate, and it's like they praise them, They're like oh you did good, you did good, like positive enforcement. Like you think that'd be good, right? Like it's like oh you really got it, you really like good. You're like that's you're you're a good student, right? So they believe in that. And, like, and when something doesn't go their way or something, they're used, so used to, like, getting, uh, like, sheltered and be, like, uh, I don't want to say it's sheltered, like, mentality or, like, that they're, like, but they're not harnessing. They're not working. They're just, like, getting a pat on the back. It has a negative effect on the students' mindsets and it's harming their, like, motivation to learn because they're, like, you know, that's how where the, the problem begins in elementary school. Like, many students believe it's not their teacher's fault either. It's not, like, it's the way that the teachers were taught too. So it's, like, Um, We're going to fix this. Hang on. Many students believe that intelligence is fixed. That each person has a certain amount. And that's that. We call this fixed mindset. Say you're like a certain level of intelligence. And that makes you, you. Make challenges threatening for students. Because they believe that. They don't want to try. They're such perfectionists that they don't want to try. Because they're afraid of failure. So get that. Because they believe that such setbacks reflect badly on their level of fixed intelligence. So they're they're afraid to get insulted or like sorry like we're not like like you know uh you know going out like that but it's it's it's, this is a study that was conducted like they had control groups they had everything so get that so not to like um just to drive it home really it is believed that intelligence can be developed that opens students to a love of learning so, like you grow up, you hear like students complain and be like, I don't wanna be here, I hate this. Um, they make no effort. Like a belief in the power of effort and, and being constructive, determined, and um, how their reaction to the setbacks is. So our students believe that intelligence is something that can be cultivated through effort and education. They don't necessarily believe that everyone has the same bullies or that anyone can be as smart as Einstein, but they do believe that everyone can improve their abilities and they understand that even Einstein wasn't Einstein until, like even Einstein wasn't Einstein. Albert Einstein wasn't even Albert Einstein until he put years of focused, focused hard work. In short, students with this growth mindset believe that intelligence is a potential that can be realized through learning as a result confronting challenges, challenges profiting to understand the different worlds mindsets create. Um, so, I'm going to pause right there. Um, it's just ways to becoming smarter, getting smarter. So, get this. Um, from when I started this project, um, this, uh, this podcast, basically my, my um, interest was to take a journey together. As you start from episode one, I recommend you just, like, fuck it, like, listen to a like, bunch of hours of that. And hopefully take away something right um we're gonna create uh, a different uh situation look to understand different worlds this mindset creates we follow several hundred students across different so they follow the the these students through their academic career across difficult schools transitions so we got um if I could real quick um uh, look up my notes just so I could compliment all these other stuff um Wow, I got so many notes on business. I got the minutes of uh, meetings. Um, anyways, I can't find that real right, right thing, but you know, it's not, it's not just about looking smart in school. Got to be interested. Um, I, I I feel like I have to say it, like, there's a uh, working class there's um middle class then there's the the merchant class then there's like the executive and then there's the elite school training and all this other stuff um so that we understand like the level there's a tier system since the 70s they had like over time like pegged them to certain neighborhoods and it all started from like the 70s you know but because i looked at the data we looked like we had a whole like uh we we just have put a lot of like uh, heads together like say that they don't know they're participating in um uh, in uh, uh uh experiment let you say it let you say it. now people just love to learn it's good say so how is this gonna benefit me what's this you know so get this from the seventh grade a lot of people transition and it becomes like after the seventh grade it becomes like academic work it gets much harder Graduating gets stricter. The school environment gets less personalized with students moving into class to class, and to like you know different, uh, different environments, different teachers, different way of approaches, different. Uh, so they're all over the place. They they like it's dehumanizing, is not personalized with students, and that's why charter schools are so much better now than public schools. Uh, and it's funny, like it, it just as students entered the seventh grade, for example, they measured their mindsets um along with a number of other things uh so they monitor their their, their grades and stuff over the, the years you know and um so yeah we know about the growth mindset it's not just looking smart and just like oh I'm just gonna I'll participate at 10 class and like they'll just leave me alone but you could like get a high school diploma and finish high school and that's fine but they're not gonna want to go into college for like or whatever for whatever reason like they don't feel like that's gonna benefit them. It's just something that was like a requirement, so a lot of people do that, based minimum requirement. And this was not just the case for the students with a fi- fixed mindset, that were just like, like you know. In fact, in many of our studies with students from preschool age to college age, so they did this like way back, right? In the they, right, uh, preschool to college, and we found that even the ones that are critical, to, like the ones that are, you know, that was critical to their success. Next, we found that students with the two mindsets had radically different beliefs about effort. Those with a growth mindset have a very straightforward, a a correct idea of effort. Um, The idea that the harder you work, the more your ability will grow, and even geniuses have to work hard for their accomplishments. In contrast, students with fixed mindsets believe that if you work hard, it meant that you didn't have ability, that things would just come naturally to you if you did. This means that every time something is hard for them and requires effort, it's both a great threat and a bind. If they work hard at it, it means that they aren't good at it. But if they work, don't work, they won't do well. Clearly, since just about every worthwhile pursuit involves effort over a long period of time. This is potentially a crippling belief, not only in schools, but also in life. Students with different mindsets Also, I have very different reactions to setbacks. Those with growth mindsets reported that after a setback in school, they would simply study more and study differently the next time. But those with fixed mindsets were more likely to say that they would feel dumb, study less the next time, and seriously consider cheating. If you feel dumb, permanently dumb in an academic area, there's no good way to bounce back and be successful in the future. In a growth mindset, however, you can make a plan or positive action that can remedy a deficiency. Finally, when we look at the math grades, they went on to earn. We found that the students with a growth mindset had pulled ahead. Although both groups have started seventh grade with equivalent achievement test scores, a growth mindset quickly propelled students ahead of their fixed mindset peers. Mm. Excuse me, I just got a sip of coffee right now. <coughs> Um, so yeah it's like a motivation to learn but this is the, the key point about the growth and fixed mindsets um, the gap only increased over the two years of study so there's like uh, like you're just in time just to like learn like you, right now is your moment to like get motivated to learn the belief intelligence is fixed dampened students motivation to learn made them afraid of effort and made them want to quit after a setback. This is why so many bright students stop working when school becomes hard. Many bright students find grade school easy and close to success early on, but later when they are challenged, they struggle. They don't want to make mistakes and feel dumb. And most of all, they don't want to work hard and feel dumb. So they simply retire. It is belief that intelligence can be developed that opens students to love of learning, a belief in the power effort and constructive determined re- reactions to setbacks so just like you can learn something like you can throw away something else that doesn't serve you and like create something new like that self-esteem be like okay no matter what i'm gonna decide what's important right self-esteem you know don't listen to the system dude don't listen to media the children feel good about themselves you know people have them believe that they're gonna be set for life and as they don't get like self-esteem math you know like don't care about what they say you do your process you do it on your own time uh just if it takes you longer than most people will take you longer than most people like because the important thing about math the english writing editing uh very important like peer review like i had put out a paper i can't find it it's like uh but i got good all right all right marks you know like uh a lot of people say that all my uh work is like too long um much, just so much, like, um, kind of like make it lean mean, like, make it like more developed. But I feel like I made a whole paper, I have it's my all my uh, works on my laptop. Um, yeah, all my works on my laptop, and I lost all my like academic shit, all my like projects, all my uh, ideas, all my all my modelings, all my models, all my like formulas, everything, everything. Um, I was getting started and for some reason or other stopped working on um, I won't get into that much but um yeah I just have I just need to get a new laptop um, and so yeah this is uh, the last part of it I think. oh no there's more we're not even halfway done here okay in the 90s parents in schools decided that most important thing for kids was to have self-esteem it would be they would be set for life people believed become more important than knowing math self-esteem <laughs> self-esteem seemed to become more important than reading and writing but the biggest mistake was i love i love to write and stuff i, I was really good i was just writing writing typing away i would go through keyboards too um but the biggest mistake was a belief that you could simply hand children self-esteem by telling them how smart and talented they are this is important to not just be telling them they're smart and talented oh you're very talented you're very smart that, that's that would seem Productive that would seem like constructive, but it's not even though this is such as intuitive uh, appealing idea and even though it was exceedingly well intentioned. I believe it has disastrous effects so the working class gets like daycares pretty much and like the executive class gets like the two nines right like like this is the, the problem You have an old school district uh, in the inner city and then you have like like a nicer in the suburbs and you could see that, like, the contracts, like, like me. Like, from being educated in Mexico to being educated here is, like, different. Um, I'm not talking shit, dude. I'm just saying, like, I wasn't, like, you know, it's different expectations, different, like, standards. And so when I got over here, like, I think it was, like, on the third grade, my I already know English. I didn't have to learn English. Because they were d- reading Dr. Seuss, like, cartoons, like, pictures, like like, bigger than the, the words, or that's big as the words, like, you know, and I was just, like, I don't get this, why well, am I going say I'm in a fifth grade level, Is this third grade, right, like, I'm at a fifth grade level, i in third grade, why though, like, I'm not understanding, they're reading Dr. Seuss, bro, and I'm, like, man, I, it gets me, like, in type way, because it's, like, I don't care about your scores, I don't care, like, it gives them confidence, and this is what helps them achieve, but at the same time, uh, the workforce needs to be, like, just know some things just so they can know like be a, a operable workforce so they are told to young workers cannot last through the day without being propped by like rewards recognition praise like i've seen people in just like like um people at work they're like they're like kids you know um i was always like more advanced from my age and like more mature and like now that i'm smarter not that I'm anything like you could be like in sports you could be athletic you could be like you could do whatever you want like in this life you know uh, but the parents asked the children why they won't work hard in school, like, and they can't get it. And it's like, well, in time, in, in the in, in the movement at the time was that uh, that they didn't know uh, about how they smart they were. Like, people didn't know how smart they could be. Like, that's what was concerning about it for me. I'm like, damn, you know, like, it, it's important. Uh, so, they want this kind of praise tells them they're high intelligence and talent, right? Uh, that's important, you know, that, it, not to be, like, messed up and, like, but I didn't even cut it at my own school. Like, in Mexico, I wasn't even, like, the smartest. I was, like, one of the bottom, like, of my class, you know, and even then, you know what I mean? Um, even though I was not the smartest or whatever, I didn't make the, like, final cut a lot of times. Um, but, you know, the, they assign value. Like, that makes you valuable. The most important thing is, like, they make, that makes you valuable. Think about this. It might tell them that intelligence is something you have uh, as support, as uh, opposed to something that you develop. Like, it could be something, like, they think, they tell them, oh, it's intelligence is something you have, not something you develop. It might deny the role of effort and dedication and achievement. In short, it might promote a fixed mindset with all its vulnerabilities. So they were trying to fix this. Um, and I don't know if they even uh, care at this point uh, with the defunding. Uh, budget cuts and all that. We have two groups of children problems uh, for the IQ. Um, we praise the children in one group for their intelligence, telling them, wow, that's a really good score. You must be smart at this. And then the praise children another group for their effort, wow, that's really a good score. You must have really worked hard. Um, so when you tell them, tell them like you're, you must be smart, you said you must have really worked hard. That's all we did. But the results were dramatic. We did studies like this, and with children of different ages and ethnicities from around the country, and results were the same. Here's what happened with fifth graders: the ch- fifth graders. children, f- children praised for their intelligence, did not want to learn. Did not want to learn. When we offered them a challenging text that they could learn from, the majority opted for the easier one, one in which they could avoid making mistakes. The children praised for their effort. Uh, wanted the task they could learn from so say that you like i have people that are like creative like the artist more than like than the academics intellectuals because um it doesn't matter how bad it is you just gotta like do it and then they'll give you like tips pointers like how to do it um instead of just saying like they'll tell you like this is like really bad you maybe gotta, i won't accept this maybe you like gotta go back and like bring it when it's like more like it's only been like 15 20 minutes you got like all the, Like, that will give you plenty of time, you know? Um, so, it's, like, craziness. Um, yeah, so, it, it's about making mistakes. It's about, like, the effort wanted to task, like, they could learn from, you know? It's like trial and error, you know? Uh, the children praised for their intelligence, lost their confidence as soon as the problems got more difficult. So, they say, oh, I'm, I'm probably, like, stupid or something. And they say they beat themselves up and not, like, you know what I mean? Uh, the children praised for their intelligence lost their confidence as soon as problems got more difficult. So it's not that they not weren't smart. They also like lost their enjoyment and as result well, their performance plummeted. On the other hand, those praised for effort maintained their confidence, their motivation, and their performance. Actually their performance improved over time such that by the end they were performing substantially better than the intelligence praised children children of this IQ test. Finally, the children were, who were praised for their intelligence lied about their scores. So the children were getting about lying about their scores more often than the children were praised for their effort. We asked children to write something anonymously um, about their experience, so a child in another school, and we left a little space for them to report their scores. Almost 40% of the intelligence praised children elevated their scores. Elevated elevated their own scores, whereas only 12% of children in another group did so. To me, this suggests that after students, students are praised for, their intelligence, praised for their intelligence, it's too humiliating, too too embarrassing for them to admit mistakes. The results were so striking that we repeated the study five times just to be sure. So get this, pause. 40% of them uh, cheated and elevated their own scores where only twelve percent, uh, uh, the uh, and, and different group, a different like situation, uh, like a double blind. They did it five times, so the the growth mindset people only twelve percent of them, um, uh, put an act like you know, um, cause you know it was it was a it, you can admit mistake like that's fine, um, but that's so striking that they repeated it five times. The same things happen. Intelligence praise compared to effort or process, quote unquote. Praise put children in a fixed mindset. Instead of giving them confidence, it made them fragile, like sheltered, like I was saying before. Like it made them fragile so much so that a brush with difficulty <laughs> erased their confidence, their enjoyment, and, and their good performance. and made them ashamed of their work. This can hardly be a self-esteem the parents our educators have been aiming for. Often when children stop working in school, parents deal with this With this, by reassuring their children how smart they are. We can now see that this simply fans the flames. It confirms a fixed mindset and makes kids all the more certain that they don't want to try something difficult, Sometime, something that could lose them their parents' high regard How should we praise our students? How should we reassure them? By focusing them on the process they're engaged in, in their effort, their strategies, their concentration, their perseverance, their improvement. If, If you really stuck to that until you got it, that's wonderful. If it was a hard project, but you did it one step at a time, it turned out great. I like how you choose the tough problems to solve. You always choose the tough problems to solve. You're really going to stretch yourself and learn new things. I know that school used to snap for you. Um, What a waste that was. Now you really have an opportunity to develop your own abilities. And this is like, I suggest you develop your own abilities. You know. Um, So this workshop, the growth mindset, like you gotta, you gotta have a growth mindset workshop. You know, like I, I learned from the programs they had uh, the government back in the day in like 2007, 2008. Like you know Obama coming in, and this is like my own personal anecdote, like how uh, Obama, he got the okay to like put all this money and uh, and you gotta do research, you gotta like really know and stuff, but um, I just saw how it's um, a threat for an educated populace. Like, I don't know why they don't want people that are smart and they say that we want people to be smart and it's your fault if you're not smart. Like, I don't think that's how it works. I think, this, I don't know, there's this whole system in place. I don't know how we're gonna, but anyway, I digress. Um, you can grow your intelligence, new research shows just that's the headline. You grow your intelligence, new research finds can be developed like a muscle. Uh, and make connections different. They love the idea that growth mindset uh, of their brains was in their hands. So when we tell them like you gotta talk to them like adults, like you gotta like be like perform and be judged like on uh, this this article just with the lessons learned here. The act, they did the work. They did it like the long time. Like they, they followed them from like preschool to college, and they showed significant increase in math scores. The control group in eight session in eight sessions of study school like study skills. They just needed eight sessions of this over time, and it, it to correlate, you know, they had to learn many useful skills like useful study skills that study groups they did not have the motivation until they put them into practice teachers who didn't even know there were two different groups signaling out students sig- this is important when they single you out as a growth mindset um uh, they reported that um and and and, and it's like i i, I had to deal with a lot of like did like you know being singled out and stuff but it's worth it dude you gotta uh not be like stereotyped negatively you know and they could do whatever and and still low-key like i still learn like i learn more on my own and from ever in school you know um and i just apply it to school like different um like for example girls are good in math or african americans or hispanic students or like this or that and just fill in the blanks like they love to label and categorize and just like divide the people you know but it's it's across those man what race you are what ethnicity you are like you could be jewish you could be a german you could be Albert Einstein. It's just that he contributed so much to our, like, the theories. And, like, he was just so ahead of his time, you know? Um, and he said, I'm not smart. Like, like, he wasn't, you know, he was humbled, you know? He was humbled by a lot of shit that he didn't know. It's um, so almost done here. Um, so, the belief that some have it, others don't. Much of the harm of stereotypes comes from the fixed mindset message they send. The growth mindsets, while not denying the performance differences might exist, portray abilities as acquirable um, and send a particularly encouraged message to students who have been negatively stereotyped. One that respond to it with renewed motivation engagement. Uh, inspired by these positive findings, we started to think about how we could make a growth mindset workshop more. Um, so yeah. yeah. Why is it important to make it work better? <sighs> Excuse me one second. I'm trying to find the the bit the highlighted parts. But it's all in context. I don't want to get off a message. It's about how the brain works. The more we try, the more the brain works. Feel me? I imagine the neur- neurons making connections in my brain. Like I feel like I'm learning something. If you learn something with these connections to keep growing, over time it's gonna be like a seed planet and it's gonna branch out. Um, when I'm in school, this or that, you fill in the blank. Teachers are also reporting changes in their students, saying that they've become more active and eager learners. Like, you gotta keep your hand raised and participate and make it like so that, correct me if I'm wrong, you know? They offer to practice, study, and take notes, pay attention, and ensure the connections will be made. Uh, but what do we value in our society? We seem to worship talent and we're often portrayed, and it's often portrayed as a gift. Now we can see that this is not motivating to our students if they think it's a gift and they worship talent and they think they don't have it or they do. Like I'm still like the programming, you know? Those who think they have this gift expects to sit there with it and be successful. Like you're supposed to just sit there and like, oh, well you got it, you just don't gotta do anything. when they aren't successful they get defensive and demoralized and often opt out those who don't think they have the gift also become defensive and demoralized and often opt out as well we need to correct the harmful idea that people simply have gifts that transport them to success and to teach our students that no matter how smart or talented someone is be it einstein mozart uh, michael jordan uh, no one succeeds in a big way without enormous amounts of de- dedication and effort it is through effort that people build their abilities I don't want to lose you it is to <laughs> it is through effort that people build their abilities realize their potential more and more research is showing that one thing that sets the great excesses apart from the quality of talent appear equally equally talented peers how hard they worked. next time you're tempted to praise your students intelligence or talent restrain yourself instead teach them how fun and challenging tasks can be how interesting and informative errors are and how great it is to struggle with something and make progress. Most of all, teach them that by taking on challenges, t- making mistakes, and putting forth effort, they are making themselves even smarter. Okay, so the end, right? I was just a little, uh, all to like going into uh, this other one. Um and this is like my work some of it um so let's see what i write down like as as uh pertains to this and they got errors everywhere like the teacher did not like did not uh, <laughs> uh what's it called yeah so you gotta be like like you know maybe it's all correctable this is all correctable look in today's fast-paced world like this is me like this is me uh, February 28, 2018. Um, it's titled "To Understand," right? In today's fast-paced world, everyday men and women don't have time to read. Um, instead, let us narrow down a few key points from the reading as well as highlight what the purpose of the essay was. Who are you talking to? In the introduction, in the introduction conversation. Um, that was being had at the time between econ- econ- economists, sociologists, and others. Econom- ec- economists and sociologists, um, we must, we could not seem to agree. Um, one second. Um, our, 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 our students rewarded, um, excuse me one second. Our students rewarded differently according to social class? This is like important for me to understand. Are students rewarded differently according to social class? That was like thesis, but who is the audience? Who are talking to? Don't matter. Some scholars claim uh, it was simply knowledge as well as skill that led to power and regard. This asked further to act, actually investigate and find some kind of answer. Uh, we found that the way the majority of Americans are taught depends on where they live, household income, Based off statistics available at the time, 1978 to 1979, it tells us 76% of U.S. population was at or below middle class income. So this is almost 80% of population being below or middle class. It is therefore likely that most lived in a mixed neighborhood of blue-collar and white-collar families. Children were then placed in what can be described as working and middle-class schools. She goes on... To detail like this is like from a essay i think uh, we read right now um it was a she um she goes on to detail how teaching methods differ from one school to another um paper points to the quality of professional and elite executive schools um this is important quality of professional elite, elite executive schools being a whole lot better in comparison to working class schools something as simple as getting up from desk or going to the restroom is handled differently. Something as simple as getting up from a desk or going to the restroom is handled differently. Working class students have to ask permission to get up and sign for a hall pass. How would the same situation play out in an executive elite school? They just got up and left. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we, and that circled, who are you talking about? can keep going down the list and check the boxes as we go however this one example illustrates something larger at work from the beginning the main focus of education system is to prepare the students for the future for their future it is both the working and middle class students who have been conditioned to follow instructions as given and complete assignments handed down it is expected it, it is expected the unseen societal structure of control the unseen societal structure of control. For many, it was never a choice. They can only do what's in front of them. That is why people love to hear success stories, those from the bottom that, against all odds, made it and became successful. If it was really common, it would not be a topic worth talking about. If you're not, it's not really common, you know, from Rags and Riches, we love that. If it was really common, it would not be a topic we're talking about, right? So now, what about professional and elite schools? These schools allow students access to more tools, more resources, um, and the opportunities. It can be said that in itself, it is an opportunity to get ahead. Tools and resources, important. As it relates to an actual process, and, and add a, a, side, a side note here, if I if I can uh, interject here, um... Very important the schools and resources. In middle school, this is like not even Mexico now. Like in middle school, we had a, a textbooks from like 1980, like the year 1980 81, and it showed the map still showed the Soviet Union, and it was like in the early 2000s, like, and we still had books from like the Cold War era. Now I'm playing, dude. So anyway, um, as it relates to act to an actual process, for these students, it can be more demanding. Teaching someone how to approach problems is an appropriate way to go a long way. The critique critique is not to lower um, income neighborhoods produce lesser minds. The critique is not that lower income neighborhoods produce lesser minds, or that the higher the income, the better the students. However, it does play a part in the development of the students. Social class determines the type of study and teaching methods that are applied. In turn, as children become young adults, it shapes their own perceptions about where they fit in the world. The end. You gotta make it super short, cause, um, eh, you know they wanna run through it like that. Oh, uh, that's not a bad score, like 110 out of 150, but it could be so much better. I never ever, like, corrected any of this. Oh, there's so much to do. Look at this. I mean, as far as school, like, if you're you not getting home from work, doing homework, um, cause it's due like in a few hours, like cram in maybe, um, uh, you know, stay up to like the midnight and then send an email, like I email it, it's due like at midnight like or some shit, um, gotta send it via electronic, yes? So this is the student teacher relationship we got, like, um, now this is gonna get into like a whole different, and I don't want, if, if, if you need to pause this, audio at any point and go back and look up and expand whatever it is you can do that you could look up please do uh, look up um so it's just like instead of you sitting there lifeless and just hearing a, a teacher I become engaged we want to have education like not compartmentalized and predictable this could expound on um on, on learning see uh, and this is known. Like, there's people way smarter than me, way smarter than me. Um, but the contents of which is detached from reality, they become hollow, right? So the student records, memorizes, repeats, uh, and this is where the student relationship, like, um, the teacher feels like the students are ignorant, like they, don't, they in their ignorance. Like I know better, you know. And it's like a capitalist system when. I deposit onto you like i deposit my capital into your banking system I, your like vessels your containers and for you all y'all who haven't uh read the book um yeah i think it's just the chap, chapter two which was like the most important uh pedagogy of the oppressed so we continue the act of filling deposit storing deposit like memorize the banking concept it's called it's a misguided system um and i know it's like hard i know it's hard like to like like um and it's like you're filed away you're archived uh in some cabinet right you're like let me pull up your file see the last analysis um and and, and knowing this like you know for inquiry for the uh from the praxis and the individuals can truly gain human knowledge so they're like dehumanizing us the knowledge emerges only through invention and reinvention through the restless impatient continuing hopeful inquiry of human beings pursue the world with the world and not with each other that's all we're saying like that's all that <laughs> that's the concept basically uh the gift bestowed upon who consider themselves knowledgeable like say i consider myself knowledgeable and upon those who they consider to know nothing isn't that fucked up anyway Projecting an absolute ignorance onto others, a characteristic of the ideology of the oppression. The ideology of oppression negates education, knowledge, process of inquiry. Uh, This teacher presents himself or herself uh, to the students as their necessary opposite. By considering their ignorance absolute, justify their own existence. The students will needed like the slave in the Hegelian dialectic, accept their ignorance as justifying the teacher's existence. Um, but unlike the slave, they could discover, uh, they never discovered that they educated the teacher. Um, so it's a contradiction in that both simultaneously are the students and the teachers. That would be more progressive, like they do in Brazil. Yes. They have a lot of smart people in lots of places, but get this. Um, uh, in the and in, in the United States is top 10, like, you know, but they're slipping, you know, like I think ninth, you know, like, I don't know. Based on matrix, I don't know maybe I don't know we have the most innovation with cream of the crop because they put lots of money into that if you show their priorities and where they put money out private money more importantly not just government money you gotta know that you know nothing uh, students are taught students know nothing student teacher talks students are disciplined students comply program content alright so professional authority in which she or he and he sets in opposition to freedom of the students the teacher is subject to learning process, where pupils are mere subjects, objects. I mean, are mere, uh, pupils are mere objects. So pupils mean like students. It is not surprising that the banking concept of education regards men as adaptable, manageable. They're manageable things, manageable beings, objects. The more the students work at restoring the deposits entrusted to them. So now we're trusting you for the next to go out into the world and we're trusting you that you have this critical consciousness but not result from intervention, it's intervention in the world transform that world. You understand like transform the world. So it, like it's in their intervention. So that to accept a passive role imposed on them, the more they tend to simply adapt to the world as it is and to the fragmented view of reality deposited in them. So this is like uh, the banking education to minimize and annul students' creative power and to stipulate their credulity, Credulity serves the interests of the oppressors. It serves the interests of, of the oppressors, who care neither to have the world revealed nor see it transformed. Pre- oppressors use their humanitarianism to preserve a profitable situation. The oppressors use their humanitarianism to preserve a profitable situation. I, I don't know how many times I got to repeat that. Does they react almost instinctively? Instinctively against their experiment. In education which they the critical faculties and is not a content with a partial view of reality um always seeks out the ties which link one point to another and one problem to another indeed the interest of, see that everything's connected one problem to another is just like avalanche and people are like whatever so get this uh, so indeed the interests of the oppressors uh, lie in changing the consciousness of the oppressed not the situation which oppresses them. For more, you can find this all this all out there. Um, can lead to adapt to that situation. The more easily they can be dominated. Um, to achieve this, the oppressors use the banking concept of education in conjunction with a paternalistic social action apparatus, which the oppressed receive the infamous title of welfare recipients. They are treated as individual cases. On the marginal persons who deviate from, see, like this is the marginal person who deviated from uh, the general general configuration of a good, organized, and just society. The oppressed are regarded as a pathology of the healthy society, which women therefore adjust. These become, they call us incompetent and lazy folk, to its own patterns by changing their mentality. These marginals need to be integrated, incorporated into the healthy society that they have forsaken. Um, The truth is, however, that the oppressed are not marginals, are not living outside society. They have always been inside the structure which made them beings for others. The solution is not to integrate them into the structure of oppression, but to transform that structure so that they can become beings for themselves. Such transformation, of course, would undermine the oppressor's purposes, hence their utilization of the banking concept of education to avoid the threat of student consensuality consensus concept which can avoid the threat of student consciousness uh excuse me um the banking approach to adult education for example whenever proposed to students that they critical that they critically consider reality sorry excuse me um i don't want to get to it like too much into it i'll keep it a short one Uh, i got another 15 minutes for the hour Instead, we got to deal um, with such vital questions as whether um, the gr- the grass is greener or gave green grass to the goat insists upon importance of learning that the contrary gave green grass to the rabbit. The humanism or the banking approach masks the effort to turn women and men into automatons. The very negation of their ontological vocation to be full. Oh, wait. This is important. Humanism. Right? Effort to turn so this is like uh, you gotta understand effort to turn men and women into automatons the very negation of their ontological vocation to be more fully more human fully human um, this is really long this is a really long one I don't know if I have time for all of it in this uh, broadcast uh, and it, you can want uh, like there's a spectator sport it's not like a recreator but I digress. Dehumanize, uh, this is where the important part, they rarely get into the um, They fail to perceive that the deposits themselves contain contradictions. Fail to perceive that the deposits themselves contain contradictions from reality, reality, right? Like, sorry if I cut out sometimes. Um, it's just uh, sometimes I, I can hardly comprehend sometimes myself. But sooner or later, these contradictions may lead to formerly passive students to turn against their domestication and to then attempt to domesticate their reality. They may discover that through existential is important. existential experience that their present way of life is irreconcilable, irreconcilable with their vocation to become fully human. They may perceive through their relations from reality that reality is a process undergoing constant is important. That reality is really a process undergoing constant transformation. If men and women are searchers um, for their humanization, sooner or later they perceive the contradiction in which banking education seeks to maintain them and then engage themselves in the struggle for their... Oh yeah, yeah. Basically that's all we're saying. Um, Humanization. Um, Engage themselves in the struggle for their liberation but the humanist revolutionary educator cannot wait for this possibility to materialize. From the onset, uh, our efforts must coincide with those of the students to engage in critical thinking and quest for mutual, mutual humanization. So they're humi- de- desensitized, they're dehumanized. So we gotta work on humanization, uh, even if it's animals, you gotta relate to other like lesser or equal because we're all part of the process. Even if even if I, like in the ground, and And the worms take over and i i'm I'm part of the process I'm in the soil, I'm in like the ocean, I'm in like wherever I'm in the winds, you know every breath you take, like you used to be breathing the same air that a billion people before you had breathed that were, when they were alive in the, since the time of Christ. Your efforts must be endued and imbued with a profound trust in people and their creative power to achieve this, they must be partners of students in their relations with them. Um so I might go through the highlighted purpose like really power through here um so we have the depositor, the prescriber, the domesticator, we have the uh, like they all they all everybody fits into this like narrative like you're the the one prescribing or you're the domesticator or you're the depositor, right so the roles of the students among the students would be to undermine the power of oppression, it serves the cause of liberation. now, why is this concept it's like assuming they're wrong, but you can assume like nothing. The dichotomy between human beings and the world a person's merely in the world not with the world or with others the individual is a spectator not a creator uh, or, or not the recreator. in this view the person is not a conscious being uh corpo consciente um he or she is rather the processor of a conscious an empty mind passively open to the perception of deposits of reality from the world outside the world outside so the quote mind the mind is quote-unquote, right? Um, it's about perception. And that's why they want to keep us, our reality, from the world outside. The world's outside. And it's like, uh, we're not with the world. We're, like, apart. You know, we're, we live it, merely live in it. In this view, for example, in the desk, books, my coffee cup. Like, this this cup of coffee, objects before me, as bits of the world surround me, would not be inside me, exactly as I am inside my quote-unquote mind study right now my desk um whatever this view makes no distinction between and I'll cut it short soon um and and we'll continue with this is like volumes of the stuff um if I had all my work if I had lost like a lot of projects but um nonetheless uh, we continue to make the distinction of entering consciousness and have and and basically is being accessible to consciousness to enter consciousness. The distinction, however, is essential. The objects which surround me are simply accessible to my consciousness, not located within it. I'm aware of them, but they are not inside me. It, you know, um... It follows logically from the banking notion of consciousness that the educator's role is to regulate the world enters into the students. Okay? Um, so it's something like that. Um, the task is to organize the process which already occurs spontaneously, the positive information which he or she considers constitute true knowledge. And since people receive the world as passive entities, education should make them more passive still and adapt the world. The educated individual is an adapted person because she or he is a better fit, quote unquote, fit for the world translated into practice this concept is well suited for the purpose of the oppressors which tranquility rests on how well people fit into the world the oppressors have created and how little they question it um footnote number two um i don't know if we're gonna have time for this others ones battle. i hope y'all are, are are doing good hope you're feeling good i hope you um you you say some benefit and this here broadcast um we'll go back to analysis and timelines and stuff um but yes um I'm gonna shout out my twitter my instagram and all stuff cause I put these out barely um really not really uh that organized yet um I've been working on so many projects so many things and it's like the bar It's getting going, it's getting going. Um, So yeah, follow Rebel Radio America, uh, wherever podcasts are available. Uh, Please share the broadcast, if at all you can. uh, Share it to Twitter, share it to to whatever. Um, If you feel like uh, others should listen to this, uh, I feel like it's important. Um, But I don't care where in the world, right? right you can um take this to others uh maybe uh coded to um where it's like uh speech to text or whatever but um yes uh follow my instagram at rebel radio nine nine uh rebel radio nine nine Re- rebel radio uh america um yeah so i'm on, on apple i'm on all of them i'm on all of them um so i'm not gonna do any like uh promo as much um so yeah rebel radio on 99 um tick whatever you want um we're gonna be uh rolling out a bunch of uh stuff um and this is the, this is all part to say it's part of say the um we have sensitive information that i don't know uh how we're gonna do this but um it's dealing with the elections and i don't want to even go into that um but it's a volatile situation um and we gotta be really careful about uh not to exacerbate things not to uh uh we gotta consider a lot of the 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 blowback um we gotta uh figure out a lot of things um i'm I'm here to contribute and help at all possible um as per uh, whatever but yeah we got we got a bunch of stuff um i just want you guys to share this and uh follow me on the platforms uh you can follow me at, at alba rudy uh, nine no i just like that on twitter at alba rudy um uh, i'm pretty sure also int this is brought to you by int um we're not even public yet we're like a private uh, but we're getting a team together um and once we get my once i get my team uh but it's gonna be under uh, international um and out of state uh for the you know california has a lot of taxes so we're gonna set up like in different places outside the state of california maybe international uh, maybe we're gonna acquiring acquisitions we're gonna be the mergers we're gonna deal with a bunch of stuff um it's going to get 10 times better, like every every time, you know. Uh, we're here to always be on the up and up, you know. Um, in a way that it's like heartily noticeable, but in time, like uh, my project, because I'm a fundraiser, we're going to crowdfund, we're going to do whatever we got to do. Um, we're looking for uh, supporters, we're looking for uh, people that are network, we're building a network, you know what I mean. Um... I don't care if you're in Indonesia, in Bulgaria, I don't care where, you know, Rebel Radio America, this, we're here in America, like we're broadcasting from America. uh, And this is uh, what we're dealing with. Uh, We're dealing with, uh, just like the whole world's dealing with COVID. Um, And and just to put out this information real quick, um, this is, uh, they're coming out with vaccines. Look at this, DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, you know the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency the people that brought you the internet all right uh, yeah so it gets deep it gets uh, into place people that I don't want to mention uh, for, for my own safety you know um, sometimes you can't put out uh, we're gonna roll out however I need to roll out but uh, thank you for tuning in um, and listening and giving your time and um, Yeah, like we're really getting started uh, with the projects, but we got documents, like we wanna be incorporated too, you know, Uh, and sometimes um, it's not as easy as like, oh, I'm gonna sign this or I'm gonna like pay for that. And it's really hard work. It's like really knowing what, like you gotta, you you gotta act like it's your only chance, you gotta like um, do it. So let me just hop in on to, let me hop into my situations. Okay, so my Twitter is at Alva Rudy91 and that's INT. That's the mean uh, frame. Right? Um also I have pen tweet. If you could like my pen tweet, uh retweet that shit. Um do whatever. Um so that's my Twitter, my Instagram. If if and and, and you can, um, so I know that you followed me. I'll follow you right back. Um, my um, it's my tw- my Instagram is rebelradio99. So just add that and let it show, you know? All right, so signing off. One second. I, th- I feel like I'm almost forgetting something. Okay, we got Twitter got Instagram. Also I want to shout out to uh, Radio Public um, on there. If you could download the app, uh, it would be much better to tune in. Um, Radio Public app. And it's like a bunch of like really neat like uh, stuff. Um, so this is Rebel Radio America. I'm Rudy Alva. We're on a mission to discovery. We're on a mission like, like we seek truth. We do not shy away from the French. Take this journey with us.